Be an inspiration. Radio Wave Lifestyle. October was World Down Syndrome Month, aimed at raising awareness about Down Syndrome. And to tell us more about the condition, I have Eileen van der Linden, the chairperson of the Down Syndrome Association of Namibia. Good morning. Good morning, David. Thank you for having us. To start us off, can you briefly explain what Down Syndrome is and how it occurs? Okay, Down Syndrome is the most common genetic disorder in the world, not only in Namibia, everywhere in the world. That happens basically when a baby is made. Chromosome number number 21 gets an extra copy. And that's also why we call Down Syndrome Trisomy 21. It is basically freak of nature, if you want to put it that way. As you said, it's said to be one of the most common chromosome abnormalities in humans. There does seem to, or there doesn't actually seem to be one one cut and paste model of how the syndrome will affect a person. What are some of the characteristics of someone with with the syndrome? Okay, each person is different and the genetic material of your mother and your father determines who you are, your personality, your physical traits, etc. However, there are some common denominators. Most of our children will have physical challenges and also intellectual development challenges. That demonstrates itself uh, on the physical side. Typically people with Down syndrome are a little bit smaller. Typically people with Down syndrome have a bit more of a flat face. I actually call my daughter uh, lovingly, hey little flat face. And you know, there there are a couple of of, of physical traits that will set aside a person from uh, with Down syndrome from a person who doesn't have Down syndrome. On the intellectual development side, it very much depends on what you do with a child from the time it's born. We call it early intervention. Uh, We believe that we should start exercising our children from a very, very young age. Um, Many of our children have what they call hypotonia. Hypotonia means low muscle tone. It basically means that the baby is a bit floppy. The head is not so strong. The the muscles are just a bit weaker. And if you just imagine that your tongue is a muscle and your tongue is, 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 is weak, it's very difficult to learn how to speak. So it's very important from a very young age that we start exercising the full body Also to make sure that the left and the right side of the brain become integrated, because if they are not integrated, then learning becomes very difficult. I mean, I didn't know when Namasiko was born, my own daughter, uh, how this all worked, but now I understand what they mean by crossing the middle line. If you learn how to cross the middle line, learn to, I can't show it on the radio, (laughs) but you, you, you have your middle line and you learn how to connect the left and the right side of your brain through exercises, through swimming, through uh, physiotherapy, maybe occupational therapy, or just little exercises at home, uh, grabbing a ball from with your right arm on the left, grabbing a ball on the right side with your with your with your left. So just to basically connect uh, the two hemispheres, it helps a lot in terms of cognitive development and intellectual development. But there's no one size fits all for people with Down syndrome, and I think that's very important. A very important point. Also, the way we advocate for people with Down syndrome is that we all differ. We are all just people. We are people with Down syndrome. We are children with Down syndrome. We have adults with Down syndrome. And uh, the individual traits are very much uh, determined by your mom and your dad and how you grow up. It it sounds wrong to use the word because it's not a disease, but obviously there's no cure for Down syndrome. No, it is a condition. It's a genetic condition. That extra chromosome is in your body. Uh, You can't take it out. Uh, You can't wish it away. It's there and you better just deal with it. And that's also what we... um, talk about with our parents, accept it. Accept that your child is a little bit different. A little bit different is not the end of the world. In the past, 
possibly to an unfortunate extent still today i mean people with the syndrome have been the butt of jokes i mean they've been called really nasty things uh, the, the r word but i mean while intellectual function is affected there have been people with down syndrome who've actually attained university degrees i mean how do we go about countering those stereotypes that exist well first of all thank you for the media to take an interest because the media can help us a lot in terms of using the right terminology uh, when namasiko was born i didn't know she was, was going to have down syndrome so the first word that came into my mind because I'm Dutch was Mongol and I, I, I still feel bad about it but that was the first word that I, I that came into my mind when I when I met her for the first time but we, we, we the terminology around Down syndrome has very much evolved and we're now talking about people with mixed abilities we're talking about a person with Down syndrome as I mentioned earlier we, we, we don't use um, these derogatory terms anymore and as we are changing the language we also change our attitude towards people with Down syndrome and I think it's very important that, that we start coming out as parents as caretakers of people with Down syndrome and bring bring them to the school function and bring them uh, to the to the shopping mall and bring them to the festivities around uh, Christmas etc let's get our people out of the house out of the villages so that people can start becoming used to it and not stare at the person with Down syndrome anymore because that person looks so different I also didn't know people with Down syndrome when I got Namasiku I had never in my life met a person directly one-on-one -on -one with Down syndrome and now I'm, I'm used to it and it's, it's, it's become basically normal and the more our people go out the more Namibians will get used to seeing people that are a little bit different and also start reacting normal towards people with dif uh, different abilities or mixed abilities not meant to sound nasty but is it i mean it's fair to say i suppose that that were this not something that had affected you directly it's not something that you'd be campaigning for and and surely that's part of the the problem is that it's, it's not a condition that people generally campaign for unless it is something that's affected them directly i mean there, there are very few celebrities who lend their voices to down syndrome uh john c mcginley one that stands out for me being a, a sort of personal hero of mine but his son max was born with down syndrome about 20 years ago how do we get more people interested as i mentioned it's very important that we as parents and caretakers go out there we should not feel stigmatized we should not feel scared because there's of course a lot of stigma around down syndrome still and people are having very strange ideas about this condition and in some of the cultures it's seen as maybe something that has to do with bewitching and witchcraft and we need to demystify that we need to say it is a physical condition it can happen to a young person it can happen to an old person it can happen to a black person it can happen to a white person it can happen to anyone in between it happens all over the world you have chinese people with uh, with down syndrome you've got dutch people with down syndrome americans australians other africans so we need to demystify this condition and 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 make sure that we go out there if i just uh, relate a personal story what i do with namasiku she goes to school and she has a coach who goes with her to school some a young person often from the university or from nast and i change these people once a year i don't keep the coach so namasiku touches many lives in the process and that person who has worked with her will the next time when he or she meets a person with down syndrome say oh yeah i know that that's easy i i know how to relate i know how to how to behave and i know how to accept so i think it's it's basically a matter of 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 all of us going out and i think we have now created that momentum also now with the big day that we had on saturday again we're growing from strength to strength we had another group in rio both that was celebrating also about 50 people that came together, mixed abilities, 
children, siblings, fathers, mothers, caretakers, teachers, everybody came together in order to celebrate this being being a little bit different because it's not a punishment. You talk a lot about that that exposure and you know getting people out there and, and taking taking your children with you to the mall. Uh, th- there was a sitcom that I remember when I was younger called called Life Goes On. They had a, a central character with Down syndrome, and that it actually was it was quite hard hitting. I remember even as having been a child, I can remember there were some really serious issues surrounding the condition that they tackled in the sitcom that opened my eyes and. As you're saying, the more people who are exposed to the condition and and made to think about it, the more normalized it becomes. And I assume that's part of why the Down Syndrome Association of Namibia exists. No, that's correct. And we have some local heroes. I don't know whether you know the lady called Cherie Barnard. Um, She was on Binnenlanders. Uh, She has Down Syndrome. She's now in her 30s. She has recently written a book. I've actually read it two weeks ago. And she's an advocate for Down syndrome in South Africa. And she has also opened a lot of people's eyes by participating in a local soapy. And we need to create our own local heroes in Namibia so that we say, okay, well, this person is working at uh, a catering company or this person is in the bakery and and we know this person and we want to tell their story. It's basically telling the individual stories because if you talk about Down syndrome in general, it doesn't really touch anyone's heart. Namasiku was able to speak at our function. She had a little speech and you should have seen people (laughs) taking away their tears because it was beautiful. A 10 year old little girl standing there giving a speech. We had Desiree and um, Nita they were doing the opening and they also had a little speech and it was wonderful because we need to start exposing our children and not protecting them not over protecting them we must protect people with down syndrome because they are more vulnerable anyone with a mixed ability is more vulnerable but we need to not over protect and 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 and, and kind of um, uh, put cotton wool around them because then they can't go out and then they can't touch people's lives because at the end of the day the individual stories will make the difference. Let's chat a bit about the association. How did the association come about and and how is the current membership structured? Okay, we we felt like we had to professionalize our meetings. We we used to come together as a number of parents and basically basically it's kind of chatting and exchanging and um, enjoying each other and our children and then we said yeah but that's not gonna really make a difference that's not gonna make down syndrome better exposed and and that people learn how to best handle their children with down syndrome and how to get the best out of them through therapies and through interventions etc so we decided in 2012 to create a a section 21 company i'm a businesswoman and i don't like to do things half half so i said let's just go for a proper section 21 company it's not for gain but it's a company So we need to stick to the rules of a company, we need to have directors, we need to have our accounts audited on an annual basis. And I think by professionalizing our group, we have started to grow and we've started to grow from, from, yeah, we're growing from strength to strength. We have um, over 200 members on our database at the moment and we have more than uh, close to 2000 people following us on Facebook, which I think is amazing because when you post something, it already goes to all those people and all those people again have families and their own snowball effect is happening. And then we initially, we started quite, um, we were quite ambitious with the Down Syndrome Association and we realized we were probably a bit too 
too ambitious. So we did a reboot about two years ago and now we are saying, okay, if we can change one child's life, it's one child's life changed. And then the next one and the next one. And we've taken a, a bit more of an incremental approach. We're very happy that the Rioboth group is now active. We hope next year we have the celebrations also in Katima, in Swakopmund, in Oshakati, in Oshakate Ondangwa, there's also a big group, but they are not so well organized yet. So we're going to start energizing the groups that we know of uh, with more information and also probably with some uh, resources because we have been very successful in fundraising because we are a professional NGO and the companies like that. They like to do their corporate social responsibility with organizations that are well organized, that have their audits in uh, in check. Money doesn't go missing. Money is used for the purpose that it's intended to. So we've been able to fundraise quite nicely. We have very strong sponsors. FMB and Engine are core sponsors at the moment. So we, yeah, we we have basically we started we started small and now slowly but surely we are we're getting somewhere. Being Section Twenty One, you are essentially still all volunteers though, and and you build the association through your experience. The more people with a similar experience that join, the better for the association in the long term. So how can people join if they wish to? Okay, what we've done, we have an education coordinator who works with us on a part-time basis, and she has reached out to the. Uh, students. There is a disability unit mm-hmm. in uh, in UNAM. That doesn't mean that the students have necessarily a disability, but there are people that are interested. They may be studying something that includes uh, mixed abilities or disabilities. And uh, for our day on Saturday, we had 15 volunteers working with us. So yes, um, make yourself known if you want to work with us. Um, I will give the contact details just now of the association. And we welcome we welcome volunteers to work with the different um, outreach programs. Uh, we visit uh, babies in hospital. We talk to p- young parents. We talk to the older adults. We're going to, in November, have uh, our first games night for the adults with Down syndrome who are already out of school. And sometimes they get a bit lonely, especially once they're out of school, they have maybe Dagbreek or Morrison or they have done another school and then they're at home and they're not working and they may feel isolated so we want to bring um, the the young adults uh, into the fold and start doing some activities with them as well and empower them and also show them the way that they can start working and that they can take a small job and that they should not have to stay at home because that is not what we advocate for people with mixed abilities should be able to participate in education and in uh, the working the working world. Do we know how many people in Namibia have the condition and, and is building up a database part of what the association does? Well, we reach out and we can only reach out. We cannot go out there and count. That is something that the National Planning Commission or the census needs to do. What we do know is that in Southern Africa, and we are of course also part of Southern Africa, one in 700 babies, one in 700, so that's, that's why it's called the most common genetic disorder, is born with Down syndrome. So there should be a good few thousand people in Namibia with Down syndrome. However, many of our children, 50% of our children is born with a hole in their heart. So if that is not attended to, these babies are typically not surviving. So we don't know, we can't say it's exactly one out of 700. We don't know how many of our babies make it into the world and, and stay alive. Yeah. It, it just it's just struck me though that, that you know, as you say, there should be a couple of thousand, but, but as you mentioned as well, you'd never been exposed to someone. And other than going to, to Dachbrek and to Morrison, which, which I've done through the station, 
I, you know, I've also not been exposed to anyone in general life and you think you should have been. We should have been. And I think that's where the stigma comes in that I talked about a little bit earlier. We are scared to take our children out of the house because we don't want our children to be stared at. And we don't want our, our, our children to be teased. And we don't want people to point fingers at our children. But by keeping them in the house or keeping them in our very, very close family circles, we are we are not breaking that circle and we need to go out and what i do if i if i if i like a person i will explain to this person these are uh, the challenges that we're facing and these are the other things that we do with namasiku but sometimes when people are really really nasty then you just ignore them and we need to learn to have a little bit of a thick skin and and and, and advocate for our children because we cannot keep our children in the house it's not good for our children it's not good for society either to get myself back on track quickly what are the other functions of the association we basically do advocacy and we facilitate access advocacy is what i'm doing now <laughs> and uh, the posters and the brochures and the outreach and the stuff we do on radio tv the media the newspapers etc our facebook obviously and then we facilitate access we don't have a school we don't have a hospital for people with down syndrome we facilitate access we facilitate access to early uh, early screening on down syndrome making sure that the babies that have a hole in their heart get treated because the hole can typically be repaired quite easily. We make sure that our children get into school or we try to get them into school and preferably a school close to their houses because if you have to send a child from Katima Molilo to come to Morrison or Dagbeck in Windhoek, that is quite a big step because then the whole home environment and all the love that you get at home falls away because then this child has to go into the hostel at a very young age. So we're looking to work with the Ministry of Education, we are actually doing a pilot with the Ministry of Education, with UNAM and NIET, to see how we can support the teachers to accept our children in a mainstream environment. It's difficult for teachers because they are often not trained to deal with people with mixed abilities, but the inclusive education policy that the Namibian government has adopted in 2012 already, they will start rolling it out next year. So then the teachers will have to be ready. And we also feel that from the parents' side, we need to reach out to the schools. We can't just say, here's my child, you go and educate this child, and we sit back and relax. We have to be participants in the education process, and we also facilitate that interaction. Because in our view, it is not the responsibility of teachers only, it's our joint responsibility 24-7 to make sure that our children reach the best of their ability. Then we also facilitate access to the grant system. Uh, there is a grant system for people with disabilities in Namibia. Uh, it's little money, it's not a lot of money. For the little ones it's 250 a month, for the bigger ones it's 650. And when the pension money went up, uh, somehow they forgot about the disability grant. So we are advocating now for an adjustment of the disability grant. And we understand there are some uh, discussions already on the way, also with the disability network in Namibia. And we help with filling in the forms and getting that process going. And what we see is that from our members, most of them are actually accessing this grant. Even if it's little money, it's still something that can help you uh, do the extra things for your child. You said that you didn't know until your daughter was born, but, but Down syndrome can be screened for and potentially detected in a child during prenatal screening. There isn't obviously anything that can be done to stop it from happening if it's going to, but does the association provide counseling in situations like that? Unfortunately, um, most people will only come to us once a child is already here. So we, we, don't, we haven't really had a situation where we could do pre 
prenatal and antenatal counseling. And the, the, yeah, the, there, are, there are tests, but as you know, many of uh, the women in this country don't have access to the best healthcare facilities. And sonas are not always done. And the blood test is not always done. And I don't think in Namibia, most people will know in advance that a child is is going to be born with uh, with Down syndrome. And we also feel, um, of course, there is you have the right uh, to terminate uh, if you find out that your child may be born with um, a disability or a mixed ability, because we like to talk about abilities, not so much disabilities. You have the right to terminate, but often you find out quite late, maybe four or five months into the pregnancy. And that's quite a tough call and it's a hard decision. And I think that decision is not our decision. It's not a decision for the Down Syndrome Association. And we really, we respect the individual in that in that regard but as i mentioned we don't often know that a baby with down syndrome is in the making we don't know thank you so much before we finish how can people get in touch with the association okay they can find us on facebook very easy down syndrome association of namibia and we have got a lot of funky stuff happening on that facebook uh, page we share a lot also the experience of other people in other countries a lot about people that are working people that are making a difference in this world um, with their abilities and not their disabilities, even though they have Down syndrome. Um, we are on Twitter. I actually managed to get my first tweets out last week, just before our big our big day on Saturday. Our you can find us on that the ad sign. Uh, DS Namibia. Then we have a website uh, www.downsyndromenamibia.org. Then you can find us on email uh, that is info at downsyndromenamibia.org. And then you can call me 081. 124-4202 and I'll try my best to uh, hook you up and link you to uh, people that can assist you with your specific uh, question. Thank you so much.